Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is a HeadGum Podcast. to a few things where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Avakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at avakind.com. Hey. Hey. What's up? Um, so after we interviewed Chrissy Jones on the podcast, yeah. I took a yoga class. I know. Um, well, first, I didn't I do pirate things, <laughs> which I f- I'm glad that yeah. you fessed up to that because yeah. you had committed to Chrissy that you were going to take a yoga class. Did I class. commit on air? I can't remember. It's a great yeah, question. Well, either way, I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then I didn't do it. I You wussed out. I remember I, when you canceled and it was like it the biggest good. sigh of relief. Well, that you had. it was like a combo of just one being, as previously stated, extremely intimidated by the concept of a hot sauce burpee. And yeah. then two... I really wanted to see a movie. Yeah. And Chris wanted to see a movie. And I said, I'm going to see a movie. Um, um, but I went, I did it. And I you was, went to yoga class. I, with went, Sky I went specifically to Chrissy's class. I forced myself to do it because I, I was scared of it. And I was like, I should do, you should do things that scare you. And this feels like an easy way to do a thing. That and like of you. all the things yoga yeah. doesn't feel like. Yeah. Not to mention, I never stretch, and I rarely do any strength workouts. So I was like, I need to do this. This will be good for a runner. Why and Chrissy made such a strong you? case. Oh, it didn't scare me. It was just like, I, I shouldn't say it scared me. It was out of, outside of my comfort zone. Okay. It didn't scare me. I just haven't done it in five, no, not me, like four years. It didn't okay. scare me. It was just yeah, outside yeah, of no, my I comfort zone. Saying. Like, I, I don't feel like saying. doing this. And I really loved it. it. My body responded very well to it in the sense that everything I was doing, I was like, I can tell my body appreciates that I'm doing this. Your body expressed gratitude. It did. My body expressed gratitude. My body also expressed that it was incredibly tight and it would like to do more of the stretching. Um, yeah, I your felt hamstrings probably especially. My hamstrings. Knowing your hamstrings like hips, I do. Yeah, you do know them. <laughs> my hips especially. I really enjoyed the class. I thought that Chrissy's sensibility was so down to earth and kind and um like you said not woo woo um and i i just, i really enjoyed it i 
am very, um, I'm like a lazy workout person and that I only run because it's easy because you can step outside the door. You and are do not it. I'm a not, lazy workout but like, person. It's, I mean, I do bar method too. But, but you in, were also going to a trainer for a while. You used to go to a lot of classes. Well, that's also kind I, of it. Not a, I, I think I did a lot of it and now I'm just in a lazy workout moment mo- where yeah, I just want to do the phase. easy stuff. Sure. But so I haven't been back, but I just thought her general energy, sensibility, everything was as more than I would have ever imagined for a yoga class. I really enjoyed it. It felt I was it was so not intimidating. It was so not like she explained how to do everything. There wasn't any words that I didn't understand. Um, I think that that um, is true for pretty much all the classes there. Mm-hmm. And um, after listening to our episode on Sky Ting, I, um, our friend Dan yeah, has taken two yoga classes. Two at Skyting. Yes, he's ahead of he me has. Even. He's beating you in wow. this race that is taking yoga classes. <laughs> um, you guys should get punch yeah. cards. There, yeah, yeah, some sort compare. of yeah, um, some sort of March Madness competition or something. Um, and he said he basically called himself like world's least flexible man mm-hmm. and said that they don't make him feel bad. Yeah, there's no feeling bad at all. It I I it, it's hard to articulate exactly what it is about that the sensibility at Sky Tank, but it is just it is kind without being like syrupy. It's just down to earth. You know earth. what I it's want cuz I feel like we've been talking about Sky Tank mm-hmm. kind of they've been getting kind yeah. of a lot of podcast airtime. Yeah. I feel like people should email us other yoga studios they feel like fit yes. this bill in New York, in L.A., in any old place. Because yes. um, I feel, yeah, I'm very interested in hearing this because I feel like there are a lot of places that I think check so. this box. But it's hard to know because all of the names of the yoga studios all kind of sound the same and like the spaces look the same. It's just mm-hmm. hard to know. It, it um, truly. I'm curious. I want to hear. I want some yoga studio feedback. Um, the other thing that I'm really excited about is this product that. We is one of the best sellers on the site. Yeah. Um, the CBD for life rub. We just came out with it in a new scent. It is a lavender scent. It um, n- The lemongrass scent wasn't for everybody. Um, you know what I think it is? I don't even know if it wasn't for everybody so much as people don't really know what lemongrass is going to smell like as a thing. Interesting. Hypothesis. That's my take. That is my take. Well, we came out, and lavender is a scent that's pretty universally loved. Everybody knows what lavender is going to smell like. Um, and I will say this is a much subtler scent, ver- scented version of this product, which I just love this product for its soothing, wonderful healing qualities. Totally. You like putting it on, it makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah. I'm, again, avoiding making medical claims. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, get 10% off it with the code a few things. Just suffice it to say, people really love this product. We sell a ton of it, and there's a reason for it. It's a great product. <laughs> totally. Let's bring on our guest. Related. Our related. guest is related. Yeah. Re-cannabis. Yeah. So excited about our next guest. Verena von Fetten is a writer, editor, and consultant who has worked with brands like Glossier and Instagram and been published in the New York Freaking Times. She is also a consulting editor at Man Repeller. And in 2017... And, and, here we go. We're getting it. We're getting to it. <laughs> I listen. Yeah. I'm just reading what's in front of me, folks. I know. Um, <laughs> I, it's just a real buildup. Yeah. It is a real buildup, but I want, we did want you to know her full resume, I guess. Yes. You yes, know? Guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've been there through all of this. We met yeah. you a long time ago. Totally. And, and now, the big reveal... In 2017, Verena founded Gossamer, a cannabis culture website and print magazine that looks at lifestyle, travel, and art through a 
green lens. It's good. Clever. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. We're so excited. Can you, you have a really good line that I think quickly sums up Gossamer, other than looking at lifestyle travel and art through a green lens. Will you say Which means it? you have like multiple good lines. Yeah. yeah, you're making me repeat something I said on a Friday night. Like... <laughs> well, do you want me to repeat it for you? No, what did okay. I say? It's you... a lifestyle publication for people who smoke weed. No, okay. that's not what you said. But oh. that's a good one too. There, number no, two, this good one's line. even better. You yeah. said it's a lifestyle publication for people who also smoke also weed. weed. Also yeah. smoke weed. Also smoke weed. Yeah. And I was, and, and that does at least... Exp- that captures my experience with Gossamer, where it's not like about weed. This is not high times. No, um, not at all. And it's not just high time. Like I, it, when we first talked about it, I thought it could have just been high times, but, but really fancy. beautifully designed and fancy. Yeah. But it's not that either. Yeah. Um. It's it's a lifestyle and culture magazine, but it does acknowledge that weed exists as part of that lifestyle and culture. Yeah, exactly. Weed might be involved. That's right. I'm so glad you guys get it. It's well, so thanks. nice to do have people, people not like, get it. I mean, I think most people do, but I think it's still new enough that I'm so excited to hear mm-hmm. someone say it back to me yeah. or like yeah. to say it to me without me having to explain what it is. Well, but I do think you do a very good job explaining it. So, oh, thanks guys. That helps. Um, Thank you. Or so, folks, I'm trying to say guys less. Folks I've been working I've been working yeah. on that too. Okay. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I just never know if people care, but and like gals, gals, gals. is weird. Gals yeah. is tough. Folks. We're all folks. We're yeah. all folks. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Obama yeah. said it. I can get into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, why did you start Gossamer? What was what was the impetus? So there's a few things. I mean, one you already touched on mm-hmm. um, was that mainly I felt like there was nothing in the space that really spoke um, to me or the people I knew mm-hmm. in a way that didn't treat weed or cannabis like a total novelty. Like mm-hmm. it's this new thing everyone discovered. And have you heard about it? And that if you smoke it, it's like all you think about or do. It's totally. like every, yeah. it's everything. Yeah. Right. So there were all these publications sort of popping up in the space and their thing was that they only covered cannabis Mm -hmm. right it's like but i don't know anyone who consumes it that wants to read about it all day (laughs) Um, so that's sort of where the like the idea of how we were going to approach gossamer came Um, my co-founder david wiener and i when we first decided we wanted to start something um we were sort of going back and forth on you know things that we were really passionate about we're both our background is in media we love telling stories Um, And we felt like there was an opportunity to do something that we would like stand behind 100 percent and say, like, everything we put out is something we believe in and we're psyched about. And so, like, what is that thing? What what do we have in common? And what do we feel like is sort of underserved? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what we landed on was the fact that we both smoke weed. Mm -hmm. Um, We smoked a lot of weed together. And it's been a part of both of our lives separately, um, you know, for better or for worse, for a long time. Like. Mm -hmm. You know, without dating myself, probably close to 20 years for me. And that's whether I smoke daily or like go months without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that felt like a sort of authentic thing that we really cared about. And there was a connection between us there. And then just that there was nothing in the space. So the more we started talking about it, the more I was thinking about it, that like I read nonstop Mm -hmm. magazines, websites, Twitter. You consume all the content, all the content. Mm -hmm. I consume it Um, and I shop all the time Mm -hmm. and I'm like what I would probably consider a high-value customer. Mm-hmm. Like, people are constantly I value you me. as a customer. Yeah. God, I am your biggest customer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys can, like, stack that, but I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm up there. Um, <laughs> we would have to count your boyfriend. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's pulling, he's pulling some weight for you. Of a kind. This is yeah. number one gift solution. <laughs> this is not paid. Um, and, 
yeah, so I'm used to sort of like having things come my mm -hmm. way, being like, you should buy this, or right. here's a new product you should hear about. And nothing, there was literally just like nothing coming in front of me. Yeah. And so it kind of shocked me because I want cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to know what's going on in, can in the cannabis space. I'm someone who sort of like cares about the story behind something. I care about quality. Yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean high price. It just mm -hmm. means like that it's made either with like an intent or there's an interesting background or there's like a sustainability angle. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of those things I felt like were an opportunity to sort of tell those stories. Um, and then on top of that, like you said, it's just I didn't want to talk about weed all day. Yeah. Um, I wanted something that sort of reflected the way um, I think it's a really big community builder. Mm -hmm. Like I've made some of my closest friends sharing a joint. Yeah. I don't think there's any product um, or thing, not wine, not coffee that you can share with a total stranger mm. and have like an intimate, like an instant sense of intimacy with that person. Hmm. Um, and I think that's because it's still, you know, for better, or for worse illicit it's still federally yeah. legal um yeah. and i think that makes a difference though it makes it feel more confessional and like you're sharing something mm -hmm. with someone uh, and that's something we wanted to recreate with gossamer too that's so fascinating the uh, the thing that you didn't say about why you started it which like in my greedy mind is also really brilliant is just i it, it seems like we're poised to have a big market opening up in sure. this in the weed business because so many states are slowly but surely legalizing it. A little bit TBD because the current administration is not so psyched on it. Yeah. Um, but how did you think about that aspect of this? Oh, starting? that was a big part of it. Look, yeah. I love telling stories. I also love a paycheck. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is... seems like a, there's an opportunity for a big paycheck. Well, I don't here. think you should start a yeah. media business as a nonprofit. One hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. You should, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not. You probably you shouldn't probably shouldn't start it brand new media business right now in general but <laughs> um no I, that was the exact idea is i think one that's the reason where we are a media business mm -hmm. or that can't that cannabis is that gossamer is mm -hmm. um because it is still federally illegal and state by state the regulations differ so wildly mm -hmm. and because we don't necessarily know the timeline of right. when um, you know, the full sort of era of prohibition of cannabis. Well, yeah. And <laughs> we saw there was a big opportunity to create basically like a brand and community through media because we can exist nationally and globally. Right. Um, As in a, a way, media brand. Yeah. yeah. And no you don't run up space. against the same issues that like a marijuana company that's selling marijuana or something like that would might. yeah and i think that came from the fact that we're based in new york you mm -hmm. know I, there's a lot of movement is happening in the space in places like california and colorado and you know but for them go us right like mm -hmm. they're sort of leading the charge right. on um what can happen and, and what sort of like new industries can pop up but i think being in new york we realized what a sort of um a gap there was between the sort of cannabis industries that are popping up and then the general consumer who doesn't necessarily have access to it. And New York is probably one of the more like free thinking liberal cities you can get that <laughs> right. are outside of California or Colorado yeah. or Washington. Now imagine you're in Texas yeah. or Arizona um, or anywhere that it is still like entirely illegal. Right. And so uh, I think having sort of that mindset of remembering what it's like for most people that don't live in a like legal yeah. state. Yeah. Is, kind of part of our coverage and how hmm. we approach it. Have you run up against any business challenges that have to do with the fact that you have that marijuana that like big cannabis adjacent adjacent? Yeah. yeah, I mean a little bit. I think it's not um 
it's nothing that we didn't expect coming yeah. into mm-hmm. this. And frankly, like even coming into this in the first place, you know, yeah. that was a conversation David and I had. Were you nervous about it? Oh, for sure. And I think we um, quickly noticed that one of us was more nervous and that's me. And mm-hmm. I do think being a woman um, yeah. is a slightly different yes. um, or brings a slightly different perspective. Uh, you know, when we talked about it, I was sort of like, what does this mean for the rest of my career? Yeah. Like if this doesn't work, right. which I'm, you know, not We have to go into any business prepared for it not to. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So what's the worst case scenario? This goes up in flames. Yeah. Or maybe the worst case scenario is like no one ever. It's not even smoke. that. It's yeah. like just nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. It's just a whisper. Um, and, you know, what What would I be perceived as? Am right. I always going to be that sort of like editor, the weed the editor? editor stoner. Right? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. stoner editor, the yeah. stoner writer, the like the woman who started that weed business. Right. Um, am I comfortable with that being, you know, part of my byline or, or resume? Um, and I just kind of realized, one, I felt really, really strongly about the way we were going to approach it mm-hmm. um, and that if that was going to be a problem, like if, if even the way we were approaching mm-hmm. it wasn't going to change the conversation or was going to make people look down on me, mm-hmm. then that was sort of like even more of an inspiration that yeah. like, why can't we change? Like, it's, I'm a highly productive person. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I You're highly functioning. Yeah, I'm highly functioning, highly productive. I work really, really mm-hmm. hard and I should be able to like say I'm having a glass of wine and or I'm right. like going to go home and like smoke a little bit of a joint or like eat a low dose edible in the same sentence and not have it be Be like like such a thing. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that you brought up the difference in the way you guys felt about it and how having to do in part with the fact that you're a woman. And I know that I've also heard you talk about a really important consciousness on your part that it's also different because you are white and your business partner is white and the whole experience of marijuana slowly being legalized and and the rules around it becoming more lax has incited a lot of really relevant conversation around why all of a sudden it's okay and who it's okay for because people of color have um, suffered greatly at what are now considered really small infractions um, and have have gone to jail for for a long period of time and have their lives ruined and yeah and are still going to jail for it um so i think that that's a really interesting thing that you that i'm glad that you guys are thinking about as part of this yeah for sure i mean that was something from the beginning that we realized um we wanted to sort of um almost like trojan horse that conversation Mm -hmm. into the lifestyle space Mm -hmm. you know i like i said you asked me to describe gossamer in a sentence earlier on it was a, a lifestyle publication for people who smoke also smoke weed um, so we're not an inherently political publication, mm-hmm. but cannabis is inherently political. Yeah, like you cannot cover cannabis without acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what our hope is to be able to have some of those conversations in spaces that people wouldn't maybe necessarily expect them or see mm. them. So those conversations around like legislation and social justice are certainly happening, I think, on B2B sites, a lot of like political sites and media mm. sites, but they're not necessarily hitting like the average consumer or the person who's like, yeah, I smoke weed. I want yeah. something like beautifully designed. Mm-hmm. I want to know um, what's up. Yeah. yeah. And so we thought there was an opportunity for us to sort of like reach a much broader audience um, mm-hmm. and host some of those conversations in a way that were hopefully like informative and eye opening. Um, you know, the first panel, the first event we ever did for Gossamer was at the wing and it was a mm-hmm. panel on women in cannabis and the importance of diversity in the industry and how to sort of like bring that in from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And that's not just about, you know, handing um, someone a permit. It's there's education that needs to go into it, like mm-hmm. the incredible amount of money you need to enter this space. Yeah. Um you know, that means the systemic problems are the same as they would. They're they're worse than they would be in like tech where whatever mm-hmm. it's like, you know, 90 mm-hmm. percent of funding goes to men. I'm sure right. you guys know yeah. the stats better yeah. than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, imagine that in the cannabis space, it's like 10 times worse. And right. it's particularly <sighs> difficult for people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then the you know so it's 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 about having those conversations and then hopefully putting our money where our mouth is too and and that the community we're building um both in the people that build it the creators the writers the people we interview and the people we sort of like bring to events and spotlight uh reflect like the actual diversity of the people who smoke cannabis or the community that does um which i think the one thing that people are always very surprised about or don't think about is that it is the least partisan issue out there. Mm. Um, the actual smoking. Of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Republicans, yeah. Democrats, like everybody wants cannabis legalized I and also to, everyone smokes weed. I listen to a lot of country music and yeah. there's a lot of singing about marijuana. <laughs> really? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, which, I'm not surprised that the country music scene is into it. I just but don't I feel like I realized they were singing about it. Yeah. What are some of the marijuana um, businesses that you have discovered um, and that you've covered that you're really excited about that people should look into? Yeah. Um, we have a few favorites. Um, surprising, not surprisingly, a lot of them are women-led, which yep. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons we did that panel uh, that, I mean, it's not quite parody, but of any other industry, cannabis has the um, highest percentage of female founders and female huh. CEOs. It's still only like 30%. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but it's That's better. something. Yeah, yeah. It's better than We gotta than give a shout else. out to Higher Standard Packaging, um, a company oh that appears God, Do you know about Higher book? Standard Packaging? No. <laughs> Verena, um, no. Erica's doing it's like, like a I'm supposed to be the here. cannabis expert and you're well, already producing they're, this they're a packaging company <laughs> they're a, to be they're fair. a packaging company yeah. um, so we're writing this book called Workwife mm-hmm. and we're featuring other workwives partners, co-founders mm-hmm. um, what have you in it and these two women um, are based in Denver, Colorado they have been friends for 30 like 40 uh, years yeah maybe yeah. approaching 40 yeah. years um, they were both retired one um, was in marketing her whole career the other was a teacher um, Deb and Barb um, <laughs> they met on like a float I they met on a St. Patrick's Day parade yeah. float um, like 30 or 40 years ago mm-hmm. and they started a marijuana packaging business doing, you know, child safe jars and things like that. And they are amazing. They're incredible. And they, it's so funny. <laughs> they, it was like such a lark. It was that they were helping somebody as a favor with some research project and, and figured just realized out that there so was much a potential. huge opportunity yeah. Yeah. in packaging because at marijuana has specific packaging yeah. requirements and yeah. they're in Denver. And so they're right at the heart of it. Um, and yeah, they're in their fifties or sixties. And they said they have, and you know, all of these girlfriends who are skittish, who are like, Scared to go into a dispensary. Yeah, will you, will will you, you buy this thing me? for me? And they yeah. said, no, you just got to put on your big girl panties and go. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's a good That's a good motto. Although I would just love dispensaries to become a place that like make people, people are, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the true. other yeah, yeah. thing that's we the other side of the coin. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing. Like where's somewhere that you would like send your mom and be right. like, you're going to be fine. No one's going to be weird. No one's going to make fun of you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be well taken care of. You're going to feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. We interrupted you. You were going to tell us some of your favorite. That's our favorite business. That's our favorite women. I'm going to look into higher standards. Um, That's cool. I also, I love the idea that they aren't like, you know, 20 something. No, totally. Business. Um, Not that, I mean, anybody. They came out of retirement to do Uh, this. Like Michael Jordan or something. (laughs) They're the Michael Jordan of cannabis cannabis packaging. That should be their new line. That's right. Of a kind says. Yeah. We'll blurb their packaging. Some of my favorite brands. Uh, So the, I think what's interesting is a lot of cool stuff is coming in the like cannabis adjacent space so Mm -hmm. accessories um Mm -hmm. brands like tetra um they're a retailer and a brand they're both based in new york too which is cool Mm -hmm. um Monica Kemsarov and Eviana Hartman. I we believe. know them. Yeah. You know them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You connected. They're very, they're very designy. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Monica used to, I used to work with Monica when I worked in magazines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're awesome. Yeah. And I think they were sort of like almost first out of the gate. In, yeah, they in the yeah, they've been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, saying there's an opportunity to do something that's a little more high design, high quality, mm -hmm. um, maybe more sort of like thoughtfully approached. So I love Tetra. Um, and I think they just have incredible taste. So I, asked, I have to also give them credit that I feel like a lot of the brands I discover, I discover through mm -hmm. Tetra because mm -hmm. um, they really have their sort of finger on the pulse from a retail perspective. Um, another slightly sort of more, um, I think, indie accessories um, retailer that I love is Sweet Flag. Hmm. Um, also two women. Um, they are between Boston and Philly. Hmm. Uh, sorry, New York, Brooklyn and Philly. Um, and it's sweetflag.club. And they do a great job of sort of curating their accessories. They make some of their own. And they on, if, when you go to their site, the experience is awesome. And they divvy it up in between before, during, and after for like what you're shopping for. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, you What's know, in the after section? After, um, they have awesome like color therapy glasses oh, that amazing. I love. They're like $20. You can get like magenta or uh -huh. ultraviolet. Um, they have, you know, candles, okay. um, the type of thing. I thought you were going to say gummy bears or something. <laughs> right. I mean, they don't sell <laughs> snacks, but they should probably add that to the after. Um, and then in terms of like actual cannabis brands, uh, Bloom Farms is probably one of our favorites. Mm -hmm. They're based, they're out of California. California, I believe, originally, but maybe double check that. Um, but they also have a really good social advocacy arm hmm, um, in terms of like donating their profits. And I think they're and uh, doing meal donation as well. I hmm. believe in December they hit like their one millionth meal wow. given for free based that's on that's impressive, um, which is cool. And their products are just really, really, really good that's and high great. quality. Um, I also love Bebo, which mm -hmm. is out of LA. That's why the founder of uh, sort of former president of Uke's group. Wow. USA. So like you have yeah. some sort of like high fashion people coming into this space. Interesting. Um, and Scott Campbell is his partner on it, the tattoo artist. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. That's so interesting. Um, so those are some of my favorites. I'm sure there's like a million more, but um, those, those are my top four. Um, what's it like launching a media business? And what you're, you launched in 2017. We launched in 2017. It's we, it's so confusing because we've been talking about it yeah. and then you kind of like work on it to mm -hmm. launch it. But we launched in 2017. We we launched like four months ago. Um, really? Yeah. Feels like okay. It's been long. Yeah. Right. I mean, I believe you. You would yeah. know. But yeah. Okay. Well, we had like it's like you know the Instagram was live. We did like a sort of soft event, but we launched in November. Okay. The website went live in December. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So, so what what is it? I guess currently like four months in <laughs> to launching a media business. I'm exhausted. Um, yeah. It's great. It's exciting. It's exhausting. Um, you know, I've worked on a lot of different um, publications and I've launched a lot of different websites for people, but I've never sure have. Um, done it 100% completely from scratch. Mm -hmm. There's always been like some existing organization that was and some infrastructure that was sort of there. Uh, so it's exciting because I feel like we are beholden to no one. Um, mm -hmm. We built the site purposely to not have banner ads. So That's I'm great. not interested in, um, you know, getting into this sort of like pay-per-clicks mm -hmm. um, CPM game not at mm -hmm. all um, I really you know the other thing that we wanted to do in building Gossamer is I felt really strongly that it was entirely possible to build um, a brand whether you want to call it a media brand or community or however you want to describe it in a way that was like authentic and meaningful and maybe you don't end up like the buzzfeed of the world mm -hmm. but you have an audience that cares what you put out and comes directly to you to see it um, so, so how do you guys make money if you don't have display well ads? we well, we do have advertisers, okay. or we got one, sort mm -hmm. of. <laughs> um, we we in, didn't intend on doing any advertising for mm -hmm. the first year. We really wanted to, like, build the community and, like, you know, sort of, like, modeled our business plan so that we could do that without um, feeling the pressure of, you know, trying to convince someone to give us the money. Um, but 
a week after we launched, um, HBO emailed us. Amazing. And <laughs> asked if we were taking any no advertisers yet. No big deal. Um, and yeah. you said we weren't going to, but we'll consider it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And then Hold they on. wanted to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So High Maintenance and HBO was our first advertising partner. Um, and we just wrapped our campaign with them, which ran awesome. for a few weeks in January. Um, so that's what we've done so far, which is really, really exciting. Good for um, you. We're working with partners on events um so like dinner series uh we have obviously haven't talked about it but the print magazine that's coming out in april exciting Um, yeah so we're not uh and the subscription prices are really reasonable yeah shockingly i feel like i mean it's a biannual yeah Um, yeah still i think it's works out to about like i think it's 38 for two issues yeah Um, yeah really beautiful yeah i hope so we the whole the i I mean i think they are i hope everyone finds them beautiful Mm -hmm. what we wanted to do was give uh make something that people got really excited about and i know everyone says this but like felt like something they could keep Mm -hmm. um put on their coffee table and uh, we describe it on the website this way, but is more of almost like an activity book than a magazine. And, you know, one of the activities is definitely reading, um, but we just wanted it to feel really like immersive and more than something you would just flip through mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's something you can experience in a few different ways. Like one is in the store and you see it and you sort of like, OK, this is my, you know, curiosity is peaked and I'll bring it home. And then maybe you read one article one day and then maybe you like get a little high on a Sunday and mm-hmm. spend a couple hours just hanging out with your issue of Gossamer. Um, and hopefully that the takeaway from that is it's the best possible way to spend a Sunday. That is lovely. Yeah. Um, how have, have you sort of attracted an audience and who do you find that your audience is? Um, we have been fairly organic um, at this point, for lack of a better word. So we told our friends, um, sent a couple emails mm-hmm. out saying we have an Instagram account and sign up for our newsletter Um, And then obviously we've done a handful of press. But other than that, I would say it's really been word of mouth. And that has been so thrilling. Um, Yeah. I don't think, unlike anything I've ever done, um, and I think David would say the same thing too, I've just never had such like instant reactions Mm. from people being like, I love what you're doing. Um, I want to be a part of it. I mean, whether that's like DMs on Instagram or people emailing us directly, we have an email. It's hi at gossamer.co. We literally respond to everything we get right now. Hi, like H-I or H-I-G? Just H-I. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Come say hi. Hi at Gosmer.co. Yeah. It goes directly to David or I. So if you email us, it's coming to one of us. Um, and right now we respond because it's still so thrilling. Like yeah. Yeah. when someone cold emails or like out of the blue just says like, hey, I'm, I'm you know, into this. I'm into this. I'm 24 and I live in upstate New York and I love what you're building. And like this speaks to me. Uh, that That's pretty special. Means, yeah, that means really a lot. Awesome. So it's mostly been through that. And I just, you know, there's a huge community of people out there. Um, people that smoke and or also smoke mm-hmm. and they do a bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, and so that's those are the types of people we want to feature and um, do that interview series that we do. Um, the conversations, the way we pick people are the type of person you would sit next to at a dinner party and mm-hmm. walk away from being like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. That's where I got sat. Or like I met right. the coolest person last night and yeah. like you have to go hang out with her. Um, so they don't have to be, you know, we don't pick people because they have like a giant social media mm-hmm. following. We don't pick people because like they're super buzzy or famous, yeah. although if they are cool, yeah. um, we really try and pick people that like who would I want to sit next to at a dinner party or who would like someone just feel like thrilled to talk to. And that could be like. I mean, I'm still trying to track down if you guys know some sort of like NASA engineer that mm, wants to be. Mm, mm, mm. I know a couple. Yeah. Um, let me, we let think me get about the right them. one. We yeah. got to think about the right yeah. one. You know, you exactly. want to curate this just right. Yeah. But like the person you just are like, what do you do? And right. tell me everything totally. about you. Um, so, you know, that those those people are our people. 
you were saying that you and David knew that you wanted to start something mm -hmm. together. How did you know? How did you know that you two were right oh, to start man. a business together? Yeah, well, we were both freelancing and consulting at the same time. So mm -hmm. I think timing helps. Yeah, <laughs> we were both sure. people who were sort of like interested in starting a business. So we met working um, at the Huffington Post together mm -hmm. almost 10 years ago, which feels crazy now. It was yeah. 2000, I guess, sometime between 2007 and 2009. Um, and we both had sort of like been working in media and startups and on different sides of it. And we, in the sort of freelance consulting world where you're like working from coffee shops a lot, we would like meet up and work together. Um, and I think, he, I don't know, the way we talked about it is we both saw that there was something like fundamentally kind of broken in media, mm -hmm. um, and felt like maybe we could at least find a solution for ourselves. Um, I, I, I can't speak as much for David, but for me, looking at sort of job opportunities that were coming my way, everything as exciting or big or, you know, sort of like cool as a publication might be, every time I would sort of look at a content strategy for them, it's all the same. You know, yeah. it was all, okay, cover the Kardashians, like what's going to be big on Facebook? Um, and I think you know, probably David felt similar. It, it's all the same stuff we did at the Huffington Post like nine years ago. You yeah, know, that depressing. stuff hasn't changed. Yeah. You know what's going to get clicks. Um, yeah. So if you want to build a website and get a million uniques based on that, that's not hard to do. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to do that again and again and again and again. Um, and they're not going to be dedicated and they're not going to really care what you're putting out. Um, and that I think that was something that we just both talked about. And we were like, let's do this. I think we can prove that we can that there's a way to build a sustainable um publication that people care about and that print would be a part of that, uh, which feels insane. But, you know, if you run the numbers and you look at the business plan, right, like it is doable. You just have to like not be trying to be a Conde or mm -hmm. a Hearst, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm not sure anyone wants to be right now. One thing I really want to talk about is CBD. Yes. And I just, really want to just talk like about cannabis it. plus beauty in general. Yeah. And mm -hmm. because we are seeing, I mean, one of the best selling products on our website is a CBD bomb. Yeah. We get pitched marijuana adjacent beauty lines all of the time. Yeah. Um, Can we say marijuana adjacent? Or are we supposed to say cannabis I would adjacent? Say cannabis. Okay. The What's the difference? Of, like, the term marijuana is not ideal. Okay. Um, oh, why? I mean, it's not. I don't know it's anything about this. <laughs> I feel like I've been using yeah. them as synonyms, but yeah. I, I, no I think, idea. I mean, but this is part of like, I think the education in the space that again, like some of those conversations are happening, but they're not always like reaching like the average yeah, consumers yeah. unless you're reading like a, you know, a publication purely about yeah. cannabis or weed, you might not see it. Um, and that's, it's a learning curve for me too. I think a lot of probably not unlike the landscape around everything we talk mm -hmm. about in this country right now, whether that's like race or feminism and yeah. sort of equal rights yeah. is like realizing how much dark history there yeah. is. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, I'm going to give this like a real top line. Becca Grimm wrote a great piece for Splinter recently okay. um, that outlines why marijuana is a not great term to use. But generally it's, um, it was like sort of instituted um, as a derogatory term towards Mexican immigrants. Um, oh, wow. And the idea, no like idea. people were consuming cannabis, like, you know, in the U.S. already, but they started using the term marijuana specifically um, to target like Mexican wow. immigrants and like the marijuana they were smoking um, and, you know, all the sort of pejorative and, and terrible attributes that... Um, Thank you for educating that. us. That is so useful. See, yeah. I was just getting shamed recently for calling it pot because oh. I was told that it made me seem <laughs> so, old, like an like, like a grandma. Yeah, yeah, which I had no idea. And then I said, "Well, what should I call it?" I and think my parents called it Mary Jane. <laughs> exactly, grass. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. calling it grass. Yeah. Give me a break. And then so I said, "Well, what should I call it?" And the young people around me said, "Loud." And I was what? like, "I will not." No, no thank loud. You. Yeah. No, I've never heard this. Wow. Thank you. I'm glad. 
glad to have introduced yeah. <laughs> so, so to our audience and Verena too loud. Yeah, we say, you know, it's interesting. I think when we talk about it from like an industry perspective, we say cannabis. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about it from like a personal perspective or, you know, in content, we say weed because mm-hmm. that's what we say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I understand why people use the word cannabis. It just doesn't necessarily feel real. I'm trying to find the right language. And yes, marijuana is not a great term. Can we talk about CBD? And the cannabis industry and beauty industry merging in general and what's happening there, because one of the um, big best selling products on our site is a CBD rub. We get pitched on cannabis infused beauty lines all of the time. CBD. We love CBD. I love CBD. Um, What is it? What is it? What is it? How does it work? So CBD is basically in a nutshell, non-psychoactive cannabis. Mm -hmm. So cannabis has uh, a bajillion. That's a scientific term. Mm -hmm. Um, different plants and properties uh, and THC, which is what's in the cannabis you smoke to get sort of high or have that psychoactive effect is one of them. Mm -hmm. And then CBD is the other one that stands Mm -hmm. for cannabidiol. cannabidiol. Mm -hmm. I've seen that word written out. I know which one you're talking about. I swear on my life. I mean, you can keep this in or take it out. I have to like practice saying it (laughs) every time I have to say that word out loud. I don't. It's like my kryptonite. I cannot. Um, But that's what it stands for. And uh, it is non-psychoactive. So that means you are not going to have the effects mm-hmm. um, that people associate with cannabis, um, which makes it a great thing for uh, people who are maybe nervous mm-hmm. and want to dip their toe in a little bit. There are incredible sort of health and wellness benefits um, for cannabis across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but CBD is one that they're exploring a little more rigorously because it is non-psychoactive. And that's yeah. something that other people can try. CBD is legal in all 50 states mm-hmm. um, as long as it's produced from industrial hemp, mm-hmm. um, which is to say cannabis that has no THC in it. Um, the moment you start putting THC in it, it has to be within the state itself. So mm-hmm. you'll see products sold in California that are CBD and THC, mm-hmm. the ones you can get here. And I'm sure the, like the one one, the one sell we sell on the site. is hemp derived. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I assume you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, I love it. I mean, the benefits are incredible. So most people, it's a little bit different for everyone. But, you know, like the sort of general thing is um, stress relief, mm-hmm. anti-anxiety. That's if you're taking it in a tincture or mm-hmm, sort of like mm-hmm, edible mm-hmm. form. Um, and then in some of the bombs or salves, it's uh, like for muscle aches and mm-hmm. pains. It's really, really good if you have like a stiff neck or you wake up with like... It's like a tiger bomb kind of effect but less like tingly and less stinky yeah Yeah. Yeah. um and so yeah i think that that's actually probably one of like the biggest um growth opportunities in the industry Mm -hmm. um and something that we are at least more and more getting questions about that's probably the thing people ask me about the most now that i've become this like you know i guess intentional i was gonna say unintentional like cannabis expert but like I guess intentional. intentional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. People come to me this. to ask their weed questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the one I'm getting all the time um, is, is about CBD. So we're actually working on like a very sort of a robust and thorough, but I think very user-friendly guide to CBD mm-hmm. um, because sort of in the space we've looked around, I feel like people cover it, yeah. but you see either like the cannabis-specific sites covering it and they don't do it from like a really clear, clean um, sort of entry-level They approach. assume a certain amount of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And then I think you're seeing it more and more in mainstream publications because mm-hmm. I think, you know, this is where sort of your question was going, like beauty products are starting to incorporate it, um, but they're not necessarily writing about like the 
specifics of CBD. Right. They're sort of writing about it a little bit more surface level. Like this has CBD in it, which is a kind of weed, and like that's well, new and buzzy. I also think that there's this mer- this like interesting moment where wellness is just very like interested in we're mm-hmm. interested in ashwagandha as a supplement so we're interested in cbd and we're yep. interested in all of these sort of yep. um, roots and herbs and tinctures that maybe wouldn't have wouldn't have taken off 10 years ago if yeah. cbd had had a presence then um yeah but i think it's just such an exciting product um and i i think it's one of the few sort of additives mm-hmm. um you know that could be in a beauty product and yep. a bomb something that you sort of have like a little bit every day. Yep. It's one of the few that like you really can feel an instantaneous effect that is not discomforting. It's mm-hmm. if anything, it's just really, really, really nice. Um, if you're ever nervous, I think we did a CBD infused dinner actually um, a couple nights, a couple weeks ago, um, where instead of doing like a THC infused yeah. dinner, which a lot of people do, we thought I want something that everyone can come to, not have to second guess it. Yeah. Um, and even the CBD was optional because I don't want to force anyone to right. try something they're nervous about. Um, and, you know, we did this sort of like FAQs so that anyone who wasn't familiar That's with cool. it would, um, you know, know what they're getting into. And we clearly were like, the worst case scenario is that you sleep really well tonight. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. the worst, like right. if you eat all of the CBD in this entire <laughs> restaurant, yeah. you might just wake up tomorrow being like, man, I slept well. Um, which is, I you know, that's a good I enjoy the Charlotte's Web Um brand Mm -hmm. CBD oil, which is like you take it like a tincture Yep, and you can get it on the internet. I've seen it sold at a couple different places in New York. My acupuncture place sells it. Um, It is just like a nice calming When you take CBD on a regular basis like that, what are the desired effects that people are hoping for? Or why are you taking it daily, I guess? uh, I think if you're taking it daily and you're taking it um, as a tincture Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um, something you're ingesting, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, it's, I think, Mm anti-anxiety, Um, sort of relaxation, sleep. It's also CBD is like a, I mean, cannabis across the board, Mm -hmm. but it's um, an anti-inflammatory. So Mm -hmm. it's really good for your digestive Mm -hmm. system. Um, They still have to do more studies to obviously prove all of these things um, or sort of like show the literal effects, but good for your digestive system, um, your skincare, all of those Mm -hmm. things are combined, right? So if like you're sort of helping everything move properly in your body and cleaning out your system, then the same thing is going to reflect on your face. Um, I think the catch with CBD that we're sort of paying attention to, and I wish um, regulation would move faster, is um, just being able to actually regulate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like how much CBD is in the product you're getting. Right, um, right. Dosages. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's that's something that I think the industry is catching up on, and and I hope that we can serve as sort of a guidepost for, for people for that too. Do you know who else I know who's really into CBD? Who? My parents' dog. Oh, right. Um, he also is a she, fan of Charlotte's she, 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 I'm sorry. She is also uh, a fan she of She recently has gotten on board with yeah. Charlotte's Web. Yeah. yeah. But she was using some other CBD oil <laughs> Well, that's a, Right. I was going to say the other intro to CBD is like when people talk about like weed for dogs or yeah. like, you yeah. know, like yeah. pet yeah. products that have yeah. cannabis, it's like 99% Present of the time it's CBD. CBD. Yeah. yeah. I, um, she's an old dog and she has like bad joints and is just not, you know, she's not doing great. Yeah. And it, it makes it like calms her down really? and it makes her feel better. Yeah. I I keep meaning to get some for my dog, who's like an ancient French bulldog, like Methuselah old. I have no <laughs> idea how old. Um, and I think it would make him feel so good. But I'm like, he already sleeps like 23 hours <laughs> and like 55 minutes a day yeah. that I don't. But like, those I'm five like, minutes when he's up, he'd be just so zen. I guess yeah. so. I'm yeah. like, is he even going to move? <laughs> he might not. 
Um, and we should clarify that the balms don't really have that sort of effect. That's more of like a stress relief, pain relief, totally. like muscle relief. They relaxer. have like a tiger bomb effect. Like they do. I yeah. really like it for it's headaches soothing. and stress. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Talk about headaches yeah. um, and CBD for migraines yes. too. Yes. I don't know if you've been exploring this at all, but big time, big time. I don't know Game if changer. I'm allowed to make medical claims on this podcast, but I enjoy them <laughs> but for you, related yeah, to yeah. the fact that I get migraines. I find that it is a helpful. I for sure do. I mean, I yeah. think that I, I don't know. I don't want to make medical claims. No, I think you can make medical claims. <laughs> I can claims. make medical claims. Yeah, we will just disavow them entirely. I am not making any medical claim other than I, we've talked about this, yes. have terrible migraines. Me too. Um, and I've had them my entire life. And one of the for sure causes mm-hmm. I can confirm from like a neurologist is yeah. anxiety. Yes. If I get really, really stressed, yeah. I will trigger a migraine. Oh my gosh. Um, so I wouldn't say this necessarily constitutes as medical advice, but I find CBD relaxes me mm-hmm. and helps me sleep better and helps me not feel anxious. Yeah. And Which so, means you get less migraines because you're not anxious. Right. And I'm not yeah. anxious about getting migraines. So even if it's entirely psychosomatic, it works. Um, yeah. And I found it very, very helpful. So that's that's my tip. I love that tip. Yeah. I don't endorse it. I don't agree with it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> what has been switching gears? Yeah. Um, what have been the surprising hard things about just starting a business? Just plain old oh, starting a business? I think we talked about this recently. Um, I have been so shocked and constantly mortified at how many favors and free things I have to ask mm-hmm. people for. Yeah, we did talk about this because yeah. I you were talking about it and I was getting PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that yeah. is right. That is like part yeah. of starting a business, which is crazy. And yeah. you have to like put yourself out there in a really specific way. Putting and, yourself yeah. out way is a, that's another way of putting it. I think that's yeah. probably a better way than being like, I ask people for favors all the time. But I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, because you're you're the budgets are smaller. Um, you're just constantly asking for introductions. You're asking yeah. people how to do things mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you can't know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like I'm constantly asking for people's time and money and effort and networks. I always say that just getting comfortable with asking for things yeah. is one of the most important qualities you have to have to start a business. Because yeah. it's, yeah, advice, favors, free things, all of it. Yep. Um, you know what I think you're really good at, Vrena, is asking... This is a fun part of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, is asking for really specific things. Okay. Um, you're. Not, it's not like this blanket, like, you know, do you know anybody like mm-hmm. X? It's like, I'm Except having this shop. You, of, no, she says, do you know a NASA engineer? Well, do you know a NASA yeah, engineer? Yeah, not really just specific. like, do you know anybody <laughs> yeah. that could be in Gossamer? Yeah. Um, do you know a NASA engineer? That's right. I have the Shopify problem. Do you know how to fix it? Mm-hmm. You emailed us the other day. Oh my like, God. You're, I'm yeah. getting PTSD because I feel like all I do is ask you guys questions. No, you don't. <laughs> it's like three questions yeah. ever. These are okay. just the three of them. Yeah. Um, you emailed us the other day asking us be- about our email, like, process because we cc each other on everything and you were asking you know why we do that and if it's useful basically um these are all like first of all questions people are happy to answer and also questions people can answer in two minutes um you're not being like will you brainstorm this thing for me so i don't have to yeah Um, which is very different solution for the answer yeah exactly exactly yeah i mean i i I think that's like i guess a little bit intentional um i want to be mindful of people's time and like yeah I know what it's like to get a very, very open-ended question and yeah. be like, and it ends up being that email that sits at the bottom oh, of your of inbox because you want to dedicate the time to answer it. Yeah. And anything that you think is going to take more than five minutes, it's not going to happen. Yeah. No, totally. So, um, yeah, I, I thank you, I guess. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys for being always so helpful and answering oh, all my questions in like five minutes. You respond immediately. <laughs> How do you because do that when you're so, both on all the emails? Because it's also so yeah, easy. It was yeah. an easy one. Yeah. The other, my other favorite saying related to this is that closed mouths don't get fed. Oh. So you have to open up and ask. That 
is really true. I say that all yeah. the time, just about like work in general, yeah. anything in your profe professional career, your personal life, like you, especially your personal life. Even mm -hmm. I think that that's something you can't complain when you haven't said something. Like yeah. you can't get mad about something if you haven't asked for it. You can't right. say you're not giving me this thing when you haven't told someone that you, that you need, need it, it or you want right. it. Um, Gosh, so, yeah, yeah. That's that's one. Hey, I think we should end on that note. That's right. Oh, um, that's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. And if you want to advertise, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, and it's written and performed by the Soulful Saints. Our audio editing is care of Liz Smith, and we record in the lovely East Village apartment of Alex, also known as Showbra Studios. So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.